In today's episode, I will talk about subtracting fear factors to live a life full of peace after a life of abuse. Peace and blessings, everyone. This is Elegant Granny, your creator and host of the Proactive Eye Podcast. Last week, I started a series called Transitions, and in that introductory episode, I talked just briefly about the difficulty of leaving a toxic relationship. As hard as it is doing that, it is equally hard evolving into a healed individual, mainly because as someone works on healing, they have to confront all the darkness they went through and process out loud how it makes them feel, and how they want to change it now that they have the opportunity to do so. Now, when I delivered that installment, I did it as a message to those who support or would like to support those they know or love through their transition from a life of abuse. The remainder of this series will continue in that same tone. Every so often, I may give a little message to the survivors. Most of what I speak of in this series will be from my own personal experience as well as the experiences of others I have worked with. If you missed the last episode, the link will be in the show notes and on the blog. Today's episode will be about moving from fearful to fearless lifestyle. One of the many, many, many things a survivor of abuse deals with is fear. Not knowing if their abuser will track them down and harm them again, if they will threaten to harm their family members, stop their flow of money by causing them to lose their job or business, steal the children away if there are any involved, sending others to taunt them for leaving, these are the things survivors either deal with or, in, or are in fear of happening once they have left the toxic situation. Today, I am using this episode to speak to the survivor and the supporter to help them get from fearful to fearless. As always, I will include seeing a mental health specialist. Matter of fact, it should be one of the first things a survivor do. While still in the abusive relationship, the survivor will not, will not be able to speak or express their emotions. Doing so would cause them to be harmed. So the fact that now they are away from their abuser, there are a lot of pinned up emotions that need to be processed. What does not need to happen is the survivor trying to move forward through life without dealing with those emotions. Why? Triggers. You never know what may trigger the survivor. Each case is different, and what one survivor went through could be totally different than what another has experienced. One may be triggered by hearing a conversation of someone asking another person, is that what you're gonna wear? Someone else may be triggered by a scene from a TV program or a movie. You just never know what could set them mentally back into a state of sadness, depression, or fear. Seeing a mental health specialist can definitely give the survivor the mental and emotional support they need to advance their next phase of living without abuse successfully. 
If you are a survivor of abuse, please be sure to see a therapist. If you are or someone being supportive of a friend, family member, co-worker, or anyone you know who has suffered abuse, do your best to get them to a therapist. If you do not care to see a therapist, or if the person you are supporting does not care to see a therapist that prescribed medication, there is an option of a talk therapist called psychotherapist. This was my choice when I sought a mental health specialist. My ex-husband was sentenced to jail after running away from him and reported what he did to me. I had a huge fear of what would happen if I ever saw my ex-husband again once he was released from jail. Seeing my therapist was the biggest favor I did for myself. Not only did spending time with him discussing how I felt and what I wanted help, it also helped bring clarity on what my next steps need to be so I could fend for myself independently, which is the next fear I want to discuss. Most survivors of abuse come from a relationship where the abuser controlled the finances. If they were not working or fired because of the abuser, not knowing how they would care for themselves is scary. Those who are working are overwhelmed by the mounds of bills the abuser misused in the survivor's name. I remember gathering all the bills together after two months of being alone from my ex-husband and his mother who was also living with us at the time I ran away. The way those bills looked was horrifying. Even for three of us in the same house, the bills should not have looked the way they did. Before marriage, I was accustomed to keeping all the bills together, organizing them, knowing all the due dates, when the, next, when the next billing cycle would be, the average of what I would pay for the utilities each quarter because of the way I lived, having sinking funds and saving funds accounts to, to budget the bills or anything else I needed. It made life easier keeping those things organized so I didn't have to wonder how I was going to rob Peter to pay Paul, so to speak. Looking at how my finances were in shambles, I immediately sought a bookkeeper. When I say this helped my life, honey child, you have no idea how much of a struggle it was for me to first admit I needed help to handle this. I have always been independent caring for myself, even as a child. Having to seek assistance to help me sort through what I was going through made my healing process so much easier. My bookkeeper listened to everything that happened to my finances, what my goals were, and how I wanted my life to look like financially in a year, three years, and five years. She then gave me my first set of homework. And yes, I said homework. She gave me homework to work on to help me get those things going. Absolutely everything she gave me to do was not something because it's what she thought I should do. It was because of its relevance to my goals. Had I not sought financial support, I probably would have done the harmful thing of working way too many hours to get things under control, which would have caused other issues. Now, for those who do not feel they can afford a bookkeeper, there may be other financial experts in your area who can help you get on track. Usually, 
there are programs you can enroll in that are free to support you. Many of them include budgeting classes and savings classes. Those who are wanting to support your friends, family, or someone you know through this, it would be a great help if you located these free programs for them. It would mean a lot and it would also relieve stress knowing someone is in their corner supporting them. The last thing I will mention to get a survivor from fearful to fearless is setting goals. It is so uncomfortable navigating through life aimlessly with no direction. Being on autopilot does not work. Doing it after a life of abuse is harder because of the added fears. The best advice I can give you dealing with this is to sit with pen and paper or nowadays get on your notes section of your cell phone and list how you want your life to look like in a year, two years, five years, three years, you know, whatever from, from now to five years from now. Once you do this, go back to the list in the first year and think of how you can get these things achieved. Talk to your mental health specialist or your financial expert about them and see what could be available to you in your area to use to help you get ahead. Those friends and family members supporting you may have some ideas or know of who you may need to connect with to get those things done. Now here's a bonus. You know, I love giving you bonuses. Trust. Learning how to trust and allow people to help is a whole nother ball game. It is tough knowing who to trust or who not to trust while coming out of a toxic relationship or even after you have come out. The walls that a survivor puts up for protection are pretty thick. If you are being supportive of them, thank you. From the bottom of Granny's heart, I really appreciate you being there for them. Now, while you are there, remember, it takes a lot of patience to allow survivors to process what it is they need to accomplish to move forward with life again and enjoy it. So please don't get angry if they choose not to do what you suggest or be slow about it. Sometimes a positive thing to one can be a negative to another, depending on where their mindset is at the moment. Remember earlier I talked about triggers. You never know what's going on in their head. I will go into this more on another episode later in the year. You are a great asset in this world, and it is especially important after a life of any form of abuse to see a physician and a mental health specialist to help you excel as you recover. Let our granny know in the voice message feature or by email at proactiveeye at gmail.com some things you do to help you recover. I would love to hear your story and get your perspective on why those things are valuable to you. It has been a pleasure sharing with you today. All links to connect with me and free resources are in the show notes. Feel free to download episodes and take advantage of the free resources provided. You can visit the Proactive Eye blog at bit.ly forward slash PE podcast blog. That's bit.ly 
forward slash PE podcast blog. You can also connect with Proactive Eye on Instagram and Twitter. The handle is at Proactive Eye and also on Facebook. The handle is at Proactive Eye Podcast. This has been your host, Elegant Granny. Thank you for your support and visit again. And remember, healing is a continuous process, not a one-shot deal. Much love, peace, light, and healing vibes, family.